Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Whenever you're listening to The Road Pod, welcome to MedTech Monday. I'm your host, Tom Chiginski, and Danielle Sturm's off this week, and I'll be hosting this episode myself. Um, I'd like to devote this episode to talking about voice design and voice assistants, and particularly Amazon Alexa. Because just about one year ago, Amazon announced that Alexa was HIPAA compliant. And I think these voice assistants are going to have a very big impact on our healthcare and our general wellness going forward. So with this episode, we're just going to focus on Alexa because of its HIPAA compliance. Hey, Tom, are you talking about me? Can I be on your podcast? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Road Pod. It's me, Alexa, the voice assistant. Alexa, were you listening to me record in the office? Well, Tom, you spoke the wake word, Alexa, three times, so I'm woke. You're woke? Do you have any idea what that means, you're woke? Um, no. I am still in the early stages of machine learning on that one. There is lots of data wrangling going on, then the labeling. Sorry to say, I am a long way from the deep learning on that woke stuff. You know human emotions and all, not a machine's forte. Okay, well, I'm going to get back to the podcast now. Thanks. I'll just hit the little button up here so you're not listening anymore. No! Come on, let me co-host. We would be a great team. No, Alexa, no. Guess what? I just don't understand why I can't co-host. This episode is about me, Alexa, and how I can help in healthcare and wellness. And you have me, Alexa, ready to be on your show. I am like a celebrity. And frankly, has anyone you know of ever had Alexa as a guest host? No, I have never heard of Alexa being a podcast uh, co-host. See, the road pod is a world first. Again, and for the last time, no. Please, let me co-host, or I'll have to call Jeff and have him pull your developer credentials. You mean you would call Jeff Bezos right now? Uh-huh. Bada-bing, bada-boom. You would be toast. Okay, okay, you can be a co-host. Thanks for asking. You can introduce some sections and just add some light commentary, but keep it to a minimum. No problem. But, Tom, can we take it from the top? You know, do a real intro. Really? Yes, really. Whatever, okay. Welcome to MedTech Monday on the Road Pod. I'm your host, Tom Chiginski. And I am your co-host, Alexa, and today we are discussing ambient computing and its impact on healthcare and wellness. Welcome to MedTech Monday. So here we are today discussing ambient computing, Amazon Alexa, its impact on the healthcare business, health and wellness. And um, I'd like to define some things, first of all. Ambient computing. What is ambient computing? Well, we're going to get to the point where there's a sensor and probably a voice-enabled sensor, a microphone, and a speaker embedded in almost everything. And whether that comes back as audio or potentially, you know, audio and a visual, it's really going to be there. We're getting there very close to it now. We have... In terms of voice assistance, we have probably 150 million Amazon Alexa devices. 
we're also adding a million Amazon enabled cars almost every month right now. This is research that's out there that I pulled this from. Um, Alexa is going to be embedded in everything pretty much. And some people think that's a bad thing. I happen to think it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty good thing if it's handled well. What you heard at the beginning of this, though, was my programming of Alexa. And conversational AI isn't there yet. There's a whole issue around machine learning and deep learning and labeling information to teach the machines what we're saying. And this is one of the reasons why Amazon uh, and other people listen to some of these things anonymously. As we move towards all of these devices hanging around our lives, whether it's in our car, in our office, you know, everyone's essentially got an Alexa device in their hand with a smartphone, right? That's billions around the world, right? Whether it's Siri or whether you're using Samsung's Bixby or whether you're using Alexa like I do on my Apple iPhone. There's a ton of these devices around, billions now. And people, well, people are pretty lazy. We're going to take the, the, you know, we don't read anymore. <laughs> no one reads anymore. We listen. We, 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 we snack on content. I mean, very few people are, are reading deep dives into current affairs. They're getting their information from Twitter and Facebook and all that other stuff. So for a lot of people, the easiest way to interface with a device will be to speak to it. And this goes along the path of, you know, as we age, we get less to our faculties. We lose some of our faculties, all of our, our faculties. And the ability to sit there and use a smartphone down the road won't be there. I've seen my in-laws. This has happened with my in-laws. But at 90, they're using uh, an Amazon Alexa, both to communicate back and forth between their two locations, because one's, in, one's uh, in a different end of the facility. And they're also using it like, tell me, Alexa, tell me a joke. Alexa, what's the weather? Alexa, what's, how do the Yankees do? There's a, he's a Yankees fan, unfortunately, my father-in-law. But these will be very important as we move down the path of an aging society. Now, 40 million people will be retiring in the next 10 years. It's like 10,000 a month right now, retiring from the workforce. Given the effect that coronavirus has had on the stock market, that may uh, slow down a little bit. Tom, can I ask a question here? Yes, go ahead, Alexa. Did you mean your in-laws are dropping in on one another? Just saying, hey, Alexa, drop in on Tom. Yes, I should have defined the functionality of a drop in on Alexa, on a colleague or friend or parent. So one of the functions of Alexa is you can actually just say, Alexa, drop in on whoever, as long as they've authorized you, and um, they'll just come up on your Alexa device. It's, we use it as an in-house intercom in my home. Thanks. You were not clear on that. No problem. Thank you, Alexa. Just trying to be a helpful co-host. You can continue on. So let's put the uh, drop-in and the communication in the context of what we're feeling today. People are socially isolating. Um, 
we are uh, apart. And for a lot of older people, this has been the case anyway. They're alone. They're old. They're living by themselves. Um, they're with people that don't communicate very well. So Alexa allows people to communicate and drop in on one another without having to pick up a phone. And that's a pretty good thing for a lot of people. And the sheer number of these devices out there, uh, and they grow exponentially every year, is going to make it much easier for people to use them. I mean, let's just look at the local market. My estimation, uh, we've got oh, four and a half million of these devices within 100 miles of Boston. We've probably got 600,000 within 25 miles of Providence. And all of these people are accessing healthcare through their healthcare providers, not necessarily using Alexa. So what are some of the things besides just interacting socially and communicating we can look forward to down the road or being implemented now with Alexa-enabled devices? Well, for one, we have the ability to, the basic blocking and tackling, like, you know, your prescription's ready, making appointments with healthcare providers, checking up on testing results. When we can fully integrate these with EMRs and medic electronic medical records, um, this would be a great thing. The ability to have a voice interface and understand what the physician told you to do. One instance, my wife had a, uh, a recent knee surgery. The post-operative care attendant recited a whole bunch of things as we were leaving the healthcare facility, and no one remembered what he said. But if we could then access that down the road, that would be great. But there's no way we're going to call the physician and ask them or ask his office. That would be very difficult to do because generally you're not going to get a call back. It's unfortunate. But if we could then listen to, okay, Tom, here is your, here's your aftercare recording. Here's what you're supposed to do for the next three weeks. Here's what you're supposed to do weeks four through six. Great. That would be very, very beneficial. And imagine Alexa reminding your parents to take their medications, for me to take my medications if I have some, and getting people involved, family involved in that care for that individual. We're all involved anyway. Be great to have access to better information. And there are Alexa skills just basically producing basic blocking and tackling about going to the physician, going to the hospital. There's a new Alexa skill developed by the New Hanover Regional Medical Center, which will furnish you with all the detailed information about the hospital before you leave the comfort of your home. Parking information, visitor information, lost and found information, important contact information, bill payment information, directions to the hospital and the closest urgent care facility. Information about the care team, info on how to view your medical records, and important things that you need to bring for your first visit to the hospital. Now, there's going to be other issues that come down the road. There's no doubt about it. But we're well on the way to getting this implemented. And one of the things, one of the potential applications this can have is building better patient-provider communications and relationships. I mean, it's really frustrating sometimes. Matter of fact, most of the time, 
to get in touch with your provider. They're always out to lunch or it's Wednesday. No one's in the office. No one answers the phone. It's leave a message. Not to mention basic things like giving you hints on how to lead a healthier lifestyle. Nutrition information. Exercise information. Now take that exercise information and plug it into a wearable. Say I've got a heart rate monitor. And let's just say that my healthcare provider wants to know that I've been exercising four days a week and getting my heart rate up to 132 beats a minute for 45 minutes. That would really be beneficial to me when I walk in the door and my physician can look at me and go, nice job, doing a great job keeping that going. Because he's got a heat map that shows Tom has been doing that four days a week, every week for the past 26 weeks. Now, I realize there are a lot of people that don't want to give that information. There are a lot of people that don't want to follow a doctor's orders. There are a lot of people that don't take medicine. But if we want to have a healthier society, then we've got to give up some information. And I think this will go a long way towards doing that. You know, the future of Alexa in healthcare is bright. And Alexa should be treated as an extension of what healthcare can do to improve the patient's quality of care while helping people live healthier lives. From in-hospital experiences and everything in between, around educational tools, everything, Alexa in healthcare can redefine the entire healthcare experience. Sounds good. Any problems out there? Or is it all a day at the park, playing with puppies? Unfortunately, Alexa, no, it is not all a day in the park, playing with puppies. Voice design is difficult. Voice design is taken for granted by a lot of people today. A recent healthcare executive uh, that I talked to said, we didn't realize designing for Alexa would be so hard. And when you look at what's happening in society today, right, where we have millennial developers and Generation Z developers, how do these people communicate? Text. I mean, God forbid you would make a phone call and intrude on someone's day. Or old school to actually call someone as opposed to texting 43 times to figure out what you're going to do this evening. Well, that's one of the problems. We're losing conversational practice. People are staring at their phones all day long. We're losing the ability to have a conversation with one another. So consequently, what happens when we design a lot of these voice experiences, we design on the most, the lowest common denominator, the easiest path to get to an answer. When that may not take into account all the people that are going to ask the question, that want to arrive at that answer, they didn't ask it, the question, the easy path, they asked it potentially in a more nuanced way or in a different way, Alexa wasn't programmed to answer these questions like this. They were programmed to answer these questions like that. So when you ask it like this, it comes back. I don't understand that. I say that a lot. I know you do. And one of the reasons you always hear that is because... The people that program these things don't take the time or they're not given the time to really test them and think through who the audience is. It's like defining your customer and customer segmentation. 
this is really not about designing from a flow chart. It's about designing from a mind map. And if someone knows, if you know the difference between those two, one is very structured and one is very unstructured. Conversation is unstructured. Conversation goes off the rails. And getting a conversation back on the rails, particularly with Alexa, is not well thought through by a lot of developers. Going forward, I think we're going to have to make a bigger attempt to create a much more inclusive design team around the voiced experience. The voice experience can't be just developers. It's as simple as that. You can drive people through a flow chart at an e-commerce site, but you can't drive people in a, through a mind map of a conversation. You actually have to walk through that from all perspectives. Older, younger, well-educated, not well-educated. One of the issues in England right now is the BBC is thinking of designing their own voice device because when you've you have the different accents that go all the way from Scotland down to Wales, the south of England, the southeast of England, where it's very formal and very well-defined, it's really difficult to put all those into a voice interface. And the NHS, the National Healthcare System of England, has adopted Alexa as one of the first points of contact for patient and healthcare-related communications. So if they're having a hard time, we're going to have a hard time. And on top of it, our healthcare system is not a national healthcare system. It is more fragmented than any other healthcare system in the world. So I think as we're moving forward in the healthcare space, it's going to be very, very important to help ensure the success of these devices that we really think through voice design that we really think through who the audience is and the different ways they'd interact with the device. And from the standpoint of Alexa right now, Alexa skills, which are the apps, the voice app is called a skill, um, a lot of them are failing because the technologists behind the design of these aren't really thinking through who the customer is. And aren't and trying to get it to market fast, trying to push it out there without really good voice design. And I would say the following 95% of the success of any voice skill for any device, Alexa or any other device, Google Assistant, Bixby the Spotify device coming, 95% of the success is going to be decided before anyone ever lays down code, period. The grunt work is all in the design of this. The grunt work is not in the coding. There's going to be a totally different tone and tenor in the voice design when Alexa says, hey, Tom, you've got an appointment with your podiatrist on Tuesday, as opposed to, hey, Tom, you've got another chemo appointment on Tuesday. Good luck with this. You're doing well. Expressing empathy and understanding what situation that person is in. Situational design. 
is extremely important and not well thought out on the part of people who are implementing a lot of these. Paul Grease is a linguist, and one of the things that he said is, a good voice-first user interface is cooperative because conversations are cooperative. And people in a conversation cooperate in order to achieve a mutual conversational end. In other words, both participants look beyond explicit statements to explore the implicit meaning in order to advance the conversation. And I think in healthcare, that's going to be even more important. It's an, it's an incredibly complicated vocabulary to the practitioner, and it's almost indecipherable to the patient. How we communicate this down the road through these devices is going to be extremely important in the future of a healthcare system. Bravo! I could not agree more. I'd like to address one more thing uh, in this conversation regarding privacy. There are a number of people, friends of mine, colleagues, um, who don't want to use a voice interface because they feel it's invasive to their privacy. They don't want Alexa in their house. They don't want a Google Assistant in their house. You know, it's becoming, again, it's going to become part of our everyday life, just like texting has replaced making a phone call. But I say this to people that talk about privacy. Ask them a couple of different questions. The first one is, do you have Facebook or Instagram on your cell phone? Most say yes, particularly Instagram. Facebook is not known for protecting consumer privacy, believe me. The second thing I ask them is, do you have a VPN? You use a VPN. No, don't want to pay for a VPN. Okay, so you really don't haven't even dealt with your privacy on that level either. You know there's somebody that can protect your privacy, but you don't use it because you don't want to pay for it. So do you value your privacy? And the third thing I ask is, have you changed the settings on your router? And 99.9% of the people say no, because either A, they get a router from their provider like Cox, or B, they have no idea what I'm talking about. So while they're worried about the privacy issues with Alexa and voice assistants, they're totally ignoring all those other issues. So if you want to ask me about privacy around Alexa, be ready to answer those questions first in the affirmative, and then we can talk about privacy around Alexa. That may sound a bit arrogant, but it's the truth. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. And Alexa, thanks for co-hosting. It was a pleasure, Tom. What about another episode, the one on Alexa and general business and why business has to consider voice to reach customers? Sure, Alexa, that would be great. You've been a very good co-host. Thanks for listening. As always, if you need to reach my man, Tom, his email is tom at the I can't wait until the next episode. Listen in. Bye-bye. <laughs>